Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. How much time till we're on? What? We're on the air right now. Oh. <clears throat> I'm ready. Good evening. I'm Ron Burgundy. Here's what's going on in your world tonight. This is Sports Day with Sats and Jace. Thanks to Kia, the Kia Sportage Drive Car of the Year. Hello, uh, welcome to it. It is a Monday night. Welcome to the show. This is Sports Day with Scotty Sattler and Jason Matthews here. Big show. And hello to all of our listeners uh, listening through the Super Radio Network, uh, SCN 1170 uh, in Sydney, SCN 1620 on the Goldie, uh, our SCN track stations, the SCN app, and live in Brisbane on SCNQ 693 AM and, of course, Canberra 1323 AM as well, and you can grab the podcast of the show later on tonight and get it from Spotify, where I prefer to get my podcasts from. Uh, actually, I need a new one, Satchel, right across the old podcast. I need a new one from you outside of something a little what bit theme? different. Oh, I like the good murder mystery ones. You know those ones you put me on, those Los Angeles ones? I forget mm. what they were. They're good. I need something like that. Live and, and die in L.A. Yeah, live and mm. die. They're they're fantastic. Uh, but anyway, we, we can talk about that on the air or off the air. Yep. It's up completely up to you. Maybe uh, listeners have got a a podcast for us. Oh four five seven. Who killed Daphne? Seven three six seven three six. The duck <laughs> is the duck dead. <laughs> Was that her nickname? Who? Daphne. The duck. The duck. Why? Daphne Duck. Mm. It's pretty close, right? Uh, anyway, uh, or you can uh, give us a call anytime you like, one three hundred oh one eleven seven. Are we giving away the Signet Power Banks we, again? No, we're giving away the Spinalese Pillow. Are we doing a Spinalese Pillow? Yeah. Is that right, Jack? Yep. Awesome. This is great. Best text or caller tonight wins the Spinalese, uh, Spinalese Pillow. It aligns your head and neck for a great night's sleep. 100% Australian made. You'll love it. Visit spinalezede.com.au. You've got one of these. I have. And your massive melon lays down on it every night and it's good. I take it with me when I travel. Are you one of those? As well. I am one of those weirdos that walks. Can't you go away for a night or two without your no. pillow? No. Because you know, a lot of hotel beds, motel beds aren't the greatest. And that's that's understandable because there's so many... Beds they've got to buy, so they've got to do with what they can. But there's one thing that can, when you're away, not in your natural habitat, mm. your pillow. You can yep. never go wrong oh, with your pillow. pillow. Rightio. 0457 736 736, best text tonight. Or caller on 1300 01 1170 will win that. Um, what a weekend. Bathurst. No, no, hang on a sec. What? What a weekend. Tell the listeners what you did yesterday. Well, I did nothing. It's not a very interesting story. I got up. I'd had a couple Saturday nights. You night. said you fell asleep. You had your hand <laughs> down your pants. No, I, and you had food spilt no, all, I, over, you said all over your chest. You, you know what? It was one of those Sundays yesterday where you feel 
you feel guilty. We got up about quarter to nine. I never sleep in that late, but I've been mm-hmm. to a mate's barbecue the night before. I had a couple of whiskeys. Don't try that at home, kids. And then woke up a bit later Sunday and went, it's Bathurst. Mm-hmm. So got up, sat on the couch all day. The only time I left was to take the kids to work, and they work at a fast food outlet Yes, at different times. Mm. So that fed me, and that's all I did. Went back. My wife didn't even get dressed till quarter to six last night. She never showered a quarter to six. She walked around naked till no. quarter to six. No, it wasn't that good. But what we did was we just watched Bathurst, Welcome to Wrexham, which is on Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. That's that great doco. And we um and we watched a little bit of well the rain in Japan mate it was the best day you feel guilty though do you feel is guilty? that a movie the rain in Japan no the Formula One try to watch the Formula oh. One but it was I pouring. thought honestly that was a movie that you watched the rain in Japan I'm writing that down though that is a good movie what did you do well I uh, watched a boxing Saturday night huge card on Saturday night um, and we're going to talk about that a little bit later on in in our Kia Top Seven. Um, Steve Parramatta won't appear in the Kia Top Seven tonight. Uh, but I did watch a great doco. I watched Bathurst yesterday, of course. I did what I normally do each year. I watched the first four or five laps and carnage in the first lap. Mm. I mean, some of the, it's one of the most chaotic scenes we've seen in Bathurst in a long time. Last year of Holden, of course. Then I come back and watch a little bit over lunch and I come back and watch about the last 15 or 20 laps. So, yeah, it was pretty good to watch, actually. But I watched a really good doco, listeners. If you like your sports docos on Netflix, it's called The Redeem Team. It's about the American basketball team, who everyone just thinks wins everything. Mm. But in 2004 Olympics, bronze medal. World Championships two years later, silver. And then they have to qualify to make the 2008 Beijing Olympics. Jeez. And so this coach that coaches at Duke University, Coach K, he's famous, military background. He brings all the best players in, like your, your – uh, um, Dwayne Wade, LeBron, he brings in one of the greatest players who's no longer with us anymore, Kobe Bryant. It's just, it's an amazing documentary on how he rebuilds the the American basketball team. What is it? Redeem? The Redeem Team. It's on Netflix. On Netflix. Yeah, I love that stuff. Outstanding it is. All righty. Mm. And, and look, we're getting a lot of suggestions already on 0457 736 736 for um, suggestions for podcasts. He's uh, one, Headley Thomas, your mate. Uh, it's called The Night Driver. Yeah, is that Listen the one? It. It's a true story about a... Bath- um, is that Bathurst? Bathurst, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, and still um, unsolved. Yeah, it was one after Teacher's Pet. He's got another one out called Shandy's Story as well, which is... I've like, listened to most of that, Well, yeah. Shandy's Story is actually the one that started the inquiry into DNA testing in Queensland. Yeah, it did too, mm. didn't it? Yeah. Hey, can we go back to Bath? Oh, sorry. Who sent me that text? I didn't didn't get the name on that. Make sure Four you chuck, two. Make sure you chuck your name on the text. Uh, Woogie and Sats. I tell you what, boys, you could do a lot worse than get Rat Rogers back on the show again. Rooster Muzz. Yeah, he was. Wasn't he outstanding? For those who didn't hear the show last week, last Wednesday and Thursday, Matty Rogers joined us for a couple of days. Now. I was texting Matty today, and we're going to try and get him back on. He's he's now touring the country the next four yeah, weeks. Yeah, with his book. With his book, Father's Son, which he's mm. just written. It's quite a raw. Great and hard copy too, isn't it? It's nice, really yeah. nice. And so we're going to try and get him uh, when he gets a day off from the book tour. So, yeah, hopefully eh, before Badge comes back, we'll get For him back For the listeners who listened to, to Matty last week, and he is great talent. He's articulate, he's intelligent, he presents really well. He has got so many stories that we didn't even scratch the surface with Matty Rogers. Everyone's heard the 
the the Queen stuff. Yeah, and, we stole and the floggings. From well, no, Buckingham Palace allegedly stole the spoons. Yeah, he wouldn't have any of those. He fed left. the corgis. He did feed the corgis, and when they were sitting on their hind legs, looking up at him, <laughs> and the Queen says they never do that unless they're fed. No one would have fed them yet, but he was feeding them. I love the fact he. You know what? I love. Rolls. I love the fact that he actually stayed on the tour because remember, well, he's, he's the. The doctor, Martin Rafferty, was also the doctor for Cronulla, was the doctor for the Wallabies. Yeah. And he he heard rib cartilage. He says, there's no way you're going to play a test, but you want to stay on tour, don't you? He goes, yeah. So he kept telling the coaches, yeah, you might be there for the England <laughs> tour. One of the great stories. But do you know why, though? Because if you left, you didn't get paid because the money got – didn't yeah, the money exactly. get divvied up at the end of the up, tour? So the less amount of players on tour, the more, the the more money. Players. Yeah. That's right. So one of, the, one of the great stories he tells us when he – was going to go to rugby union, and they said if you if you sign now, we'll put you as part of the Barbarians game in England at, at was it Twickenham? I think it might have been Twickenham. And he said he went in there as a league and no one liked him because he's, I've taken the position of of a genuine rugby player. So no one's talking to me and everyone's ignoring me. Hmm. And so we go to Twickenham the day before to go have a look at this beautiful big stadium. And there's these guys cleaning the cleaning the, the seats in the grandstand. And all of a sudden, he, he's, he's walking around by himself. No one's talking. None of his teammates are talking to him. They're from all around the world. And this guy from the stadium yells out, Matty Rogers. There's just echoes around the stadium. <laughs> and he said, I stuck my chest out like a peacock. I said, see, people know me, who me are, who, who I am. The guy yells out, what the effing hell are you doing here? <laughs> he's... Yeah, oh, that's great. Yeah, so, we'll get him he's back. He's a great man. We'll have to get man. him back before mm. Badge returns from uh, from his holiday. We will cover off Bathurst uh, quite a bit with Stevie Johnson. I think you said that off the top of the show. He'll be yep. joining us uh, soon. But one of the things we want to talk about, yeah. Can I just quickly say, um, Steve has just said the night driver is still unsold, but Headley is saying, podcast ain't over. Watch this space. We're going to get Headley Thomas on. Um, good friend of, of Headley Thomas. Week. Yeah, and... Uh, also, that's on the back of the uh, the Teachers Pet podcast and the and the conviction coming down um, on Chris Dawson, actually. So we're going to get him on the show. Is Headley the modern day murder hero, Angela Lansbury? Is is it is it fair to say? Does wear dresses sometimes in his spare time. You said that. Yep. But you know, solving mysteries. Yep. Writing stuff. Mm-hmm. He is the new Angela Lansbury. Yep. Well, she- it's, it's it's how a lot of crimes are. Uh, not getting sold, but getting reopened now is because of of podcasts and and uh, years gone by. A lot of the authorities have said, "No, they get in the way," but they're actually doing a lot of work now for for the agencies. Make sure you put your name, uh, where you're from, how you're listening, whatever you want to chuck in there um, tonight. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six, or better still, call us one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Particularly want to hear from first time listeners. For me. This has got to be a front runner for text of the night so far. How good was Matt Rogers? Strongly opinionated, knowledgeable, and articulate. None of this woke rubbish. Mm-hmm. That's from zero nine seven. Thanks for your text. Keep them coming through. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six on the show tonight. Adam Peacock and Stephen O'Keefe joining us as well. The Peacock and the Sock. Uh, because uh, your mates Joel and Fletcher are on holidays. Everyone's on holidays. You're you're not happy about this, are you? Well, I'm I'm reading. All of our colleagues, there's Joel, there's Fletch, there's Badge, there's you, went over to Bali for three weeks. And it seems like I'm the only one 
that is just chained to this the studio. Do you need some money? Do you want me to lend you some money to go on a holiday? I just want a break. Oh, you can afford it. Well, aren't you going away soon? No. Yes, you are. I'm going for a week. You've you've given me a week. Thank you very much you, for that. But you're off. You're off Melbourne Cup week. <sighs> yeah. You you've caused trouble. Why? Because that Melbourne Cup week that mm. you're going away—that's bad. Badge normally takes Melbourne Cup day. Badge off. gets every third week <laughs> off. What are you talking but about? You, you being the selfish person that you are, have now ruined Badge's Melbourne Cup. Well, I'll stand in for Melbourne Cup for him if you want. Because no, because we're going to miss it. No, we're going to the Sporting Globe. I actually forget it's on sometimes. Well, you ain't this year because you and I, your lovely we're wife, going to Sporting Globe. We're going to Sporting Globe yeah. with some clients. Get a nourish be- bowl. Oh, if you do. Hmm. No, it's the only nourish bowl that they'll sell this year. <laughs> they'll have to dust off the bowl that it comes in. <laughs> anyway, where were we? Uh, hot topic time. I want to talk about this one too. This is this is big. Wayne Bennett and Care Munster, and 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 Bennett suggesting that the NRL should follow the AFL model with expansion, and every club sacrifices a player. What? So when the GWS and the Suns came in, there were players that were put up. They didn't go part as a trade or a drug. You could just go in and you could sign them and. So basically you're sacrificing a player to strengthen the, the new clubs coming in. I'm not quite sure it works. I've been involved in expansion with the Gold Coast Titans. We didn't need clubs to, to give us players. We didn't need um, any sort of uh, rule adjustments to help get into the competition. So, But we're, we're gonna, this is a hypothetical, okay? If we were to follow the AFL with the Dolphins coming in and your club, one of your 16 clubs, your club – had to sacrifice a player. So which team are you? A current player, too, by the a way. A current player. So, so which team are you picking? You've got about four or five sides. No, well, my, my DNA love is the, is the Bunnies. Right. My emotional attachment is the Panthers. Okay. So which one are you picking? I haven't decided yet. So the hypothetical is if you had to sacrifice one of your players and talent has nothing to do with it and their form, it's got to be – I'll give you an example. And this is Jack. I'm stealing this from Jack, our producer. Is that okay, Jack? Okay. Um, Broncos fans, mm. I'm sacrificing Pat Carrigan because he's got a man bun. Oh, spot on, Jack. Yep. Well done. Well done. All right. This hurts me to say this. I'm giving up Cam Murray because he's perfect. Too handsome. Too handsome. Yep. Perfect. Good bloke. I don't like it. Out you go, Cam. Go on. Go to the Dolphins. I've no fixed address. That's right. So which club, which player are you sacrificing for whatever reason, it's got nothing to do with their form or their talent. If I was a Dragon supporter, I'd be getting rid of Ben Hunt. Why? He uses that VB aftershave, remember? Actually, that that's turned, a good point. That turned his career around. Yeah, it did. Mm. I wonder what was in that cologne. Yeah. 0457 736 736. Which player are you giving up from your team to go to the Dolphins? Now, it's not because of form. It's about their personality or whatever it is about them. Mm. You want to get rid of them. Let us know. 0457 736 736. Or you can call us. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. 1170 Don't forget, too, the chance to win a double pass tonight to the Golden Eagle Race Day at Rose Hill. How good is this? On Saturday, October 29, thanks to Racing New South Wales, UK DJs Rudimental will be playing after the last race at Rose Hill. Rudimental. They're a, uh, I'm just reading here. They're a drum and bass band. There you go. From Hackney in London. 
That's London. nice. Yep. We'll give that away uh, sometime between now and uh, 8 o'clock uh, Australian Eastern Daylight Time or 7 o'clock if you're listening in Queensland yet. Now, another example of why you'd be sacrificing a player to strengthen the Dolphins, Sean Lane, no calves, uh, which yeah, means yeah, the socks they buy are for athletes with calves. So that's why he plays with socks down, keep falling down. RCG, crap mo, gone. Bang. He should have ridden a penny farthing. Is it a penny farthing to work like, with that mo? Get out. Yep. You're gone. Yeah. Off to the Dolphins. Yep. All right. You get the drift. 0457 736 736. Oh, quickly, an NRL update. God, we've been going through some stuff. Uh, if you want, go to iCanWin.com.au and win a Ziggy by Ziggler and Brown Barbecue this summer. How much stuff are we giving away? Heaps. We're giving away the Spinelys. Spotly's pillow tonight. We're giving away tickets to the races. Mal Meninga's giving away the jersey numbers. Oh, how's that? No, it's not his fault. We'll talk about that. Yep. We want to talk about that now? Yeah, go to it now. All right. Mal Meninga today was on Ben Davis's show on SENQ in Brisbane, and he asked Benny asked him about the jerseys and, and his thoughts on – have a listen to this. This is powerful. We signed off at it about two years ago, Ben, so, you know, I've, I've got no real comeback really, so it's a little bit disappointing in my, my view. Yeah, okay. So you weren't consulted on this? No, no, we had we had no idea when it was sub, when it was you know signed off on. So, you know, to me, um, you know, getting we've got thirteen deputants on tour. So, you know, the jersey that they get uh, to play in for the very first test is a uh, is their tour number. Um, Isaiah Yo, he's, he's twenty four. You know, because mainly because of. Um, you know, where he sits on the alphabetical order, really. You know, so, you know, he'll, he's nearly the Premier 13 in, in our competition. So he'll, he'll, he's two, and I will be 24. And that's the jersey he wears. So I just think it's a, it just takes away from the excitement of, your, you know, your debutants in particular having their very first Test match jersey, the very first time they put the green and gold jersey on. And it's a number that, you know, doesn't resonate with anyone because mm. it's, it's not, the position that he plays in. Wow. Mel's challenging the NRL there and their whole process around what's going on with the, the jersey numbers. Uh, of course, James Tedesco is number one. Uh, based on the amount of tests you play or alphabetical order, there's, as he said, 13 debutants. He's challenging the NRL because he's been embarrassed here. And not only is he outside of him being an immortal, he is a national coach. Yeah. He holds the most prestigious position – when it comes to on-field for our country, and by the sounds of his audio then with Benny Davis and SENQ, he wasn't consulted. Now, you made a really good point off air. And I wish I'd make him on here. Maybe the NRL didn't feel as though Mal was going to be the coach in two years' time when the World Cup came around in 2022. Mm. Maybe they didn't think they had to consult him. Well, guess what? doesn't matter whether he wasn't in the plans – he is the current national coach. He needs to be consulted on every decision moving forward. Now, there is an argument that it is going back to tradition, the you know, devising the system, which means going back to the, the old, through the 50s and 60s, there was a period then when the kangaroo tourists. Now, the kangaroo tour is completely different to a World Cup tour. Anyone that's been on a kangaroo tour will tell you that. They had their own numbers that they played with throughout the entire tour. Whether you were number 21 and you were playing in the centres, you still wore number 21. Whether they're going back to tradition, it hasn't been explained in its totality yet, have they? But no. it's quite embarrassing that the head coach, Mal Meninga, wasn't 
consulted up to two years ago in relation to the change of the jersey numbers for the upcoming World Cup. And listening to that, he clearly doesn't support it. And he's the guy who's got to sell it to the players. You know, he, you know I, look at, I look at someone he's like... He's in charge of that tour, right? Well, he uses Isaiah Yeo as a really good example. And he, he's basically saying Isaiah Yeo is going to be my lock. He's the premier lock in the comp. It's out of him and what, Cam Murray. And what colour? What, sorry, what number is he going to wear? 24. That's Now, if I'm Isaiah Yeo, the, the question is, do you play for the emblem that's on your left part of your jersey, on the left breast of your jersey, or do you play for the number on your back? Now, the priority is wearing that emblem, that kangaroo emblem. I don't care what number's on my back. But your first test, you, there's a part of you that wants to play in a jersey that many of the greats have played in before you. Let's look at Nathan Cleary. He's never played for Australia before. I think he'll be the Australian halfback if Australia get through to the final. Yep. And I think form over the last three years will just dictate that and his relationship with Isaiah Yo. Is there, is there some part of Nathan Cleary that says, I want to wear the same jersey that Billy Smith wore. I want to, I want to yeah. wear the same jersey that Andrew Johns wore. I want to, Alfie Langer. It is a privilege to make my debut in a jersey yeah. that the greats that went before me and tread this path for me, I want to honour that by wearing number seven jersey with that great album, uh, emblem. So, yeah, I, you know, as much as I love tradition, I feel as though the NRL may have got this wrong. Yeah, no, good call. What do you think? 0457 736 736. I know we talked about it last week, but Mao's comments has just added a little bit of fuel to the fire. Uh, today on Mornings with Ben Davis. Uh, well done, Mal. And I love the fact that he was so honest on the phone at 8 a.m. this morning, live from Manchester, and he can talk about that sort of stuff. He also went on to say, too, by the way, before we go to a break, that uh, the first game against Fiji, 5.30 a.m. this Sunday morning, he will go in with the 19 players that weren't involved in the grand final. So he's already – he's got his 19 players and he mentioned the halves and all that. So uh, very open and honest. Well done, Mao. Well done, uh, Benny Davis as well. This is Sports Day. We're going to go to a break. We're doing it thanks to Kia. When we come back, we're going to look at the uh, – a lot of good texts coming through about which player you would give up to the Dolphins. And we'll have a look at Wayne Bennett's comments all around that uh, next here on Sports Day. Sports Day with Sats and Jace. The Kia EV6 and Sportage, Cars of the Year. Welcome back to Sports Day with Sats and Jace. Thanks to Kia, the Kia Sportage, Drive Car of the Year. Welcome back to Sports Day. Uh, Scotty Sattler, Jason Matthews here for your Monday night. Jeez, the, uh, the old text machine's blowing up tonight. 0457 736 736 is our text number. Best text tonight wins that Spinal Ease uh, pillow. Don't forget, too, before the end of the show, I'm going to give you a, a double chance to win a double pass to the Golden Eagle Race Day at Rose Hill on Saturday, the 29th of October. Big day out. Lots of entertainment going on there as well. So stacks to do. Text 0457 736 736. What we're talking about is Wayne Bennett, Sats. And- well, we were going to talk about Wayne Bennett telling Cam Munster to man up, and that's boring. Do you want to hear the audio courtesy of Triple M? Yeah, go. Yeah, go Let's have it. a listen to it. Uh, it's pretty ordinary stuff, mate. It's pretty ordinary stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's the part I, I, I understand about managers and all that, and there is a need for them, but what I what I can't get and what I don't relate to and I struggle with is the fact that the players, all the tough conversations that have got to be had, are missing. You know, they they don't 
they don't ring you up and tell you they're not coming. They don't. They don't have to make that. They don't make that phone call. That's a tough phone call, Ben. That's yeah. a phone call none of us want to make, you know. But but if you want to be a man, then you got to you got to you got to behave like one, you know, and have have your manager ring up until you're not you're not coming. He makes a really good point, and it is something you try and teach your kids, your nieces, nephews, whatever it may be. Uh, it is a an asset that you've got to have to be able to confront people when sometimes you've got to give them the bad news. And Munster and Wayne Bennett have got a really good relationship from the 2020 Origin Series, which of course was post-season. It was during COVID. That's right. They were, they were Cards partners throughout that whole time and and they formed a really close relationship. Now, yeah, it is it is a bad attribute not to not to call the man himself seeing you have got a relationship and telling him the bad news. Uh, but we do live in a world where the athletes are always go through a third party, whether it's manager, or press release, Twitter, Instagram, whatever it may be. Um, but outside of that, the way I look at it, Jace, I think that Cameron Munster knows that if he rang Wayne Bennett, he may have convinced him otherwise. There you go. To turn his back on Melbourne. Hence is the strength of the man when you talk to him. He is very convincing, Wayne. I think he fears as though that he would have – it would have put him in an awkward position when he's about to leave and go on the World Cup. Wayne's filthy. You can hear that. Well, it, that that was their that was their main man. He was going to become their greatest recruiting tool. Signing Munster means other players come there. They want to play with Munster. I heard ter- Terry Reader on radio, the CEO of the Dolphins today as well, and he's he's filthy. Yeah, I, th- I, I have well, no doubt you, they thought they had him. Well, it does. It, it does. It, it disappoints you when you put so much into getting a particular player and you don't get them. They're going after Mitchell now. They better not be. Remember they made that? Yeah, right. We don't care. We've got Latrell. Listen, some, some players, not leaving I, know for, I know for a fact, talking to players, current players, they're apprehensive about going to the Dolphins because Wayne may only be there for two years. That's right. Yeah, coach for two years, then you go, hang on a sec, where is Wayne now? I'm 24 years of age and I want I want more. Yep. So it it is a bit of a hurdle. But outside of that, Wayne did also make a comment about new teams, expansion, and the AFL when the GWS and the Suns came in. They, they more or less, a club had the ability to sacrifice a player to help strengthen the expansion clubs to make it 18 teams. So we're saying to you, the listeners, 0457 736 736, if you had to sacrifice one player at your club, who would it be and why? It can't be anything to do with their ability. Okay. But Wayne wants. Wayne wants the NRL to consider the AFL model when yes. they, they give up players for for new clubs. He'll get this across the line. I bet you he gets this across Shouldn't the line. Shouldn't have to. But I bet you he does. He's so powerful. He's, he's got Peter Volandi's ear. I reckon if anyone can make this happen, it is Wayne Bennett. Good luck. Good luck a club sacrificing a player. Oh, absolutely. Good luck. But we have got – I think we've got a leader here at the moment. Well, hang on. So what we do – so who you, you want to get rid of? Not because of performance. No. Because of other reasons. Other reasons. And we've got a leader here in 731. Make sure you leave your name. Wonga Blake at the Eels, he has hands like flippers. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, there's uh, Buddy from Biron Mild stomping ground. G'day, boys. Pappenhausen is gone. Bad haircut. Yep. Crap name to spell. Mm. You can't say that. But that's that's definitely in, in the list. Yep. What else? Uh, we've also got... Um, what about Gareth from Brizzy? Go for it. Giving away Hass, his shoes are too pretty. Yeah, see. So I'd give away any player that doesn't wear black boots. Uh, first We're te- playing with one player. First time texter, Gareth from Brizzy too, mate. Thanks for uh, getting in touch with us. Evening, lads. I haven't actually pre-read this, so I'm, I'm trusting 
Jack with this because he's put it over into the folder we read from. I'll sacrifice Adam for Noah Blake. <laughs> I just don't think he is serious about winning the comp because he has no room left on his body for premiership tattoo. Good point. So, yeah, nice. Yeah, good. So that's what we're trying to look for. Right Which yeah. player you're sacrificing and why? Um, Andy wants to give up Darius from retirement because we know Wayne loves him. No, I don't know if that's – no, that's not right. It's got to be a current player, right? Current player. Got to be a current player. Mm. Hey, we talked about uh, podcasts early. Jeez, we're getting lots of – you've texted uh, Headley tonight. You're gonna get, did you tell him you said he was – I took it? a photo of a couple of our listeners who have said how much they admire Headley Thomas. and You didn't mention the dress thing? No, not the dress. I'll do that on air. Okay. Because mm. you, you, we think he's the modern-day Angela Lansbury. Yes. Right, go. Uh, podcast. We're just talking about podcasts because I was asking you at the top of the show. I need a new one. G'day, Jason Satch. Just finished the Head Noise podcast series by James Graham. It's really good. Good balance of ex-player and expert interviews. Six-part series. Must listen for all contact sports fans. Have a great show. Tathra Eagle. Thanks, mate. He's uh, really, really good, James Graham. Is it really good, is it? Well, the good part about him is he's, he's brutally honest, but he's a man that's – he's not coming from an angle where he's – uh, trying to put down the the game, the governing body. He's been there and done that. He's been diagnosed with having some, you know, some damage to, to the cranium. So he's coming actually from a real educated, yeah. and not only that, he's gone and educated himself about it as well. So the head noise is a really good podcast, listeners. Radio. One more before we go to the break, because Stevie Johnson will be standing by to chat to us as we wrap up Bathurst. Hey boys, Jason Bateman's podcast, Smartless. Is a beauty. Now that's from Fitzy. I agree with that. I keep forgetting it. it's where they interview smart. Uh, they interview famous people. I listened to one with Dax Shepard, who's an actor. Yeah, Dax Shepard. Yeah, he's married to um, what's her name? The blonde actress, Who? Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell. Oh, she's yep. my favourite actress. Is she really? Oh, I See, love her. I'm in love with her. The way you say it, the way <laughs> you say it is creepy. Mm. Creep me if I'm right. <laughs> Listen, she. She, that's my whore pass, Kristen Bell. Really? Yeah, she's tiny. She's wow. cute. Okay. She's loaded. Now, see, now what, you're now, getting, what's wrong with that? You're kidding. I'm paying her. I'm paying a lady a compliment. How's that creepy? Mm. Hey, listen, we've got to go to a break. Speaking of creepy, Stevie John. No, he's not. Stevie Johnson. Standing by next. This is Sports Day. Thanks to Kia. Sports Day with Sats and Jace, the Kia EV6 and Sportage Cars of the Year. Welcome back to Sports Day with Sats and Jace. Thanks to Kia, the Kia Sportage Drive Car of the Year. The margin is exactly one second through that muddy section of the racetrack for the very final time. And what a day. He's overcome a penalty. Competitor crashes, weather, rain and mud. It's farewell Holden. Hello, Shane Van Gisbergen. There we go. Shane Van Gisbergen winning Bathurst uh, yesterday, the 1,000. And Garth Tander picking up his fifth title. Incredible. Absolutely incredible performance yesterday in Bathurst. We haven't played that just to annoy this bloke who's on the phone Mm. now, but Stephen Johnson, son of Dick. Uh, great racing car. You can't say that. Why can't I say son of Dick? Because he's got it out of the shadow of his father. We know that. No, never. I'd be, if, if Dick was my old man, I'd be I'd be living off that for the rest of my life. In fact, I wouldn't even be working. Actually, Stevie, you don't do much either, do you? How are you, mate? <laughs> oh, I don't do things much, but I, I, I do. My old man told me that you do love Dick, 
so yeah. that's quite that's quite cool from, from my point of view. I'm thank, thanks for that. Right, we'll move on. Yeah. <laughs> we'll move on. It's got nothing to do with our electric car. Now, listen, I want to talk to you about. I was watching the I was watching the telecast yesterday. Tell me what was the orange box? Yeah, obviously blue for Ford, red for Holden. What was the orange box? Was that the fastest lap? Orange boxes championship leader there, Jake. Oh, okay. Rightio, there you have it. Didn't know that. That's yeah, very good. You Thank go. you for filling that in. How was it down there yesterday, no, mate? It was, no worries, mate. It was mayhem watching it on the telly. <laughs> what was it like at the track? Uh, mate, it was crazy. But just before we get to that, I just wanted to point out. Did you notice that Shane's number 97 on his car was orange as well? Did yes. You, did you notice that? No. Okay, well, that probably coincides with the orange box on the screen. But anyway, right we, 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 we can digress. I'd we had a big on. Saturday night, um, I must admit. <laughs> so, <laughs> Not was... as big as Sunday night that SVG oh. had. We'll get to that a bit later. But, <laughs> but, mate, down there, guys, I can tell you, I mean, I've been there quite a long time now, uh, quite a number of years. I, I think the last time I've seen rain come down like that, obviously Sunday was fantastic, which is awesome for the great race, but just the lead-up. Um, first time in history that the top 10 shootouts ever been cancelled because of inclement weather conditions. Uh, I haven't seen rain come down that hard since the 92 Bathurst when uh, my old man finished second, Jim Richards and Mark Scaife won it, uh, but it got cut short with an absolute downpour three quarters of the way through the race. So uh, you do get it. You do get that changing weather. Uh, and we saw it at the start of the race. I mean, it was wet down... Conrod Strait, it was mm. wet up Mountain Strait, it was dry on Pitt Strait and dry at the top of the mountain. I mean, there's, there's not too many places apart from maybe the Nürburgring where you're going to get that sort of change uh, in, in the race in one day. Now, um, Stevie, interesting listening to Shane Van Gisbergen after the, after the win, and he, he spoke about the last eight or ten laps. He said, I was just asking my, my engineer just to keep to Andrew Edwards, which is his first, it's the third voice, isn't it, really? He's, it's his first win at Bathurst as well after so many attempts. I just want to need you to keep talking to me, keep talking to me. I just want you in my ear the whole time. What does he talk to him about other than the obvious in the car? But what, what would he be expecting to be talking to him about? He'd be giving him, I mean, Shane's such a, such an intellect behind the wheel. He he. he you know, the driving thing, and, and I don't mean to make this sound very simple because it's not, but the driving thing for him comes, I think, much easier than everybody else. So, you know, the capacity for everybody else or, or you know, maybe two-thirds of the field, they're using, you know, 90% of their capacity, their mental capacity to drive that car fast. He's probably using 40 to 50 or 60%. So he needs something, you know, to fill that other 40% so that he doesn't not so much get bored, so that he's concentrating, so that he's still thinking and so that he's still sharp and so he doesn't make mistakes. And it's, it's quite ironic that, you know, some people don't like being spoken to at all. Um, they, that can put them off. Um, some people love getting spoken to. Shane loves to know their information on the race. He loves to know who's where, who's pitted when, you know, uh, the guys behind him. You know, do they have enough fuel to go 100% throttle till the end of the race. You know, he would have known how much fuel he had and if he had to save any or not. He'd be asking about lap times. He'd be asking about micro sectors. Are they faster in sector five than I am? You know, so we only see on the telecast three sectors. You see, uh, you know, if, you, if you're fastest, it goes a purple sector. If you're personal best, it's a green sector. Or if it's uh, not a personal best or the fastest, it's a red sector. So we only see three sectors. Um, but 
within the teams, they've got about eight sectors around the circuit to ten sectors around the circuit that they can choose to to um, try to understand and improve their driving. And he'll be asking information on all that. Um, you know, he'll be asking about you know engine temperatures and all that sort of thing, how everything's looking, just to keep him sharp, um, to make him, I guess, you know, obviously not not make any mistakes to the end of the race because obviously at that point it's probably eight of the most important laps that, he, that he's uh, going to need to do all year without mistake. When that final safety car let them go with about, I think it's about, what, 15 or 18 laps to go and Van Gisbergen mm. was leading and um, and Chas Mostert was there as well, Cam Waters working his way through the field, did you feel as though that Van Gisbergen was going to have to beat himself? I... I thought Shane learnt a lot from last year. Now, he was the one chasing Chaz down last year. Chaz, I think, clearly had a faster car um, last year. And I, mean, I don't know what happened. Uh, you know, they've obviously done a lot of work in the last 12 months and, and they've turned the tables. So I think Shane had the better car this time. But Shane literally drove the wheels off it last year trying to catch Chaz. Now, what I mean by that is he he literally burnt the tyres up. They fell apart. He had to pit very late in the race, which dropped him right back to 18th or 20th as a finish rather than second. I think this year he, he had that in the back of his mind. He analyses everything. And basically on that restart with 18 to go, you know, I think that he probably could have had the car fast enough to drop the hammer and, and, and get away from Chaz quite quickly. Um, and what I mean quite quickly, you're talking about two or three or four tenths of a second a lap, if that. But I just think he Chaz stayed with him for two or three or four laps and you saw Chaz drop back a little bit. Then you saw, obviously, Chaz range up to, to the back of SVG, somewhere between sort of just over half a second behind and then he dropped back to... You know, 1.2 to 1.5 seconds, and then he'd range back up to half a second behind. And I think that was Shane keeping in mind what happened with him last year where he didn't reprieve and he didn't let the tyres cool down. He drove the wheels off it, but he didn't want the same thing to happen this year. So he'd drive away a little bit. He'd then ease back a few tenths of a, of a second each lap to make sure the tyres were going to last. Chaz would range up, and then he'd go again, um, and he just managed that right until the end of the race. So I think that's, you know, he definitely had the better car. He had the fastest lap of the race. And um, and I think the roles were reversed. Chaz had to overdrive his car. Mm. And same with Cam Waters, had to overdrive his car to um, to try to stay with Shane. And then, you know, sort of eight to 10 laps into that last 18 lap stint, you saw them starting to drift back. And, and that's exactly what Shane's plan was. How about Garth Tander? Picked up his fifth um, race win yesterday and then had to do most of the media heavy lifting uh this morning because uh he went hard Mm. he went hard last night and was in the bottom of a shower (laughs) this morning yes yes he uh he he definitely well gas the media man now isn't he i mean gas the one gas the pit lane reporter now and uh you know, he just gets in and does one race a year and gets made look good by SVG. But no, no Garth, did a, Garth did a great job. He, he's a class act. He works very hard. Um, you know, you don't win five Bathurst if you're no good, obviously. And, uh, you know, I think that... that um, I think you can tell that Garth's just a little bit older than, than Shane because Garth <laughs> was pretty fresh this morning on the television. And, uh, and to be fair... 
I did send a message to Shane this morning because I was absolutely in stitches watching him trying to do a Today Show cross and a, and a, and a, uh, and a seven, uh, seven cross, sunrise cross in the morning. It was, um, it was I think it's probably made my year. Yeah. I did send him the clip. And, uh, and I said, this is the best thing I've ever seen, mate. <laughs> Great job, apart from well done in the race. And the only words that I got back from, from him, and I'm looking at my phone right now as I speak to you guys, is I'm hurting. Oh, he's one Bathurst. He can hurt all <laughs> he likes. Wants. Hey, exactly. listen, and mate, not what only was that gold this morning, but according to Steve, uh, you've provided us with radio gold at the start of this uh, interview today. So I appreciate that, Stevie Johnson. Thank you, mate. The driver's seat, you can Thanks. catch it this Thank week. You, mate. No, you're welcome. On the SEN app. Uh, and wherever you get your good driver's seat shows from. Mate, thanks for your time. We really appreciate it. We know you've only just gotten back from Bathurst. Uh, we'll catch you this week on the driver's seat. GC. A couple of weeks, isn't it? Yeah, the GC. Absolutely, guys. Thanks o- for having me. Is it October 26th that kicks off, Stevie Joe, around there? The end of October. So the last weekend in it October, is. yeah. Oh, it is. Two, two weeks' time, isn't it? Two weeks' time. So, yeah, October... Uh, yeah, 28, 9 and 30th by the look of that, my, by the look of my diary. Yeah. And I can proudly announce that you and Matt McKeldin will be doing a live driver's seat outside broadcast from Star City on the 26th. Did you know that or am I Absolutely. just announcing that Absolutely. to you now? <laughs> no, 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 no. I've, I've already been given the heads up by Matty Mac that you tipped me into that, so that's fine, mate. Beauty. All right, mate. Take care. Thanks for filling us in on Bathurst. Thanks. Cheers, boys. So there you go. Racing legend Steve Johnson joining us. Can I quickly just say before we get to that, really quickly, V8 supercars and the access, the broadcasters and, the, and to give to the fans, better yeah. than any sport in Australia. Yeah, absolutely right. Break time. This is Sports Day. Thanks to Kia. Sports Day with Sats and Jace. The Kia Sportage Drive Car of the Year. Welcome back to Sports Day with Sats and Jace. Thanks to Kia, the Kia EV6 and Sportage, Cars of the Year. Welcome back to Sports Day. Uh, Sats and Jace here for your Monday night. Jeez, the uh, text machine is blowing up Can tonight. we give Stevie J a spinal ease pillow for his comment about you <laughs> loving... Yeah. He's, he's dad, I do. I love his dad. I love Dick. Yep. He's great. Mm. He's a great a bit boy. too much. Uh, Brett, on the text line, 0457-736-736, we spoke about the jersey numbers, the really good audio we heard earlier on from Mal Meninga, which is concerning also that he wasn't consulted about the new jersey numbers for the coming World Cup. Uh, Lads, this is from Brett. Why couldn't the ARL allow the players to have their touring numbers on their sleeves, similar to the Queensland postcodes on the sleeves, hence allowing them to have the correct number on their backs? Yet that would make sense. Also, he adds, Daly Chair Evans can go from my manly team. He looks too much like a meerkat. (laughs) We're also asking which play. Wayne wants NRL to adopt the AFL thing where they give up some players, a player, for a brand Mm. new club. And we're asking you tonight, which player would you give up from your club? Not based on form, but just based on stuff like that. Are there any others? Evening, boys. I would give away any eel that is photographed wearing a designer bum bag across their shoulder. There you go. Boom, Jason. Maruchidor. Well done, Jace. Uh, there's a text here from about Matty Rogers. Totally with the early texter boys. I don't know an awful lot about Matt Rogers. Maybe because he crossed codes, but he was fabulous last week. A natural on radio, fellas. Murph in Coldstream. Thanks, Murph. Yeah. We'll hopefully good. get him back on during the book tour too before Badge gets back. Go replace of weeks Justin. Ago. Oh, I'll go.
Hang on a second. I didn't know about that. This is Sports Day. Thanks to Kia. Sports Day with Sats and Jace. The Kia EV6 and Sportage. Cars of the Year. This is Sports Day with Sats and Jace. Thanks to Kia. The Kia EV6 and Sportage. Cars of the Year. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Second hour of it for your Monday night. Lots to come up on the show. This is Sports Day with Sats and Jace here tonight. And again, uh, hello if you're still listening through the Super Radio Network, uh, SEN, um, 1620 on the Gold Coast, 1170 in Sydney, 693 AM in Brisbane. Actually, if you're listening to us in Brisbane uh, and you're a new listener to SENQ693, I'd love to hear from you. 0457 736 736 or 1300 011170 is our, our phone number. Uh, by the way, you can also catch the podcast of the show, Spotify, or through Apple. In fact, one of our listeners, uh, Steve from Dubbo, one of our loyal listeners, has said, Evening, fellas, I raced home to catch the show from kickoff. Listening to the podcast ain't the same. So, not a fan of the podcast. You don't have to take Steve's advice on that. But um, anyway, he is listening, isn't he? Who's that? Steve from Dubbo. I was just talking yes. about it. What'd you have for dinner? It stinks. <laughs> It absolutely stinks really? like kitty litter. I had vegetarian sausages. What? And corn fritters in brown rice. So what you have like, you just have like a carrot in skin. It's called healthy, Justin. No, but why, no, don't you start calling me Justin, you idiot. Like, well, why, <laughs> why have a vegetarian, so why, why not just then have a carrot? Why have it pretending to be meat? Because it's nice. And I don't want to eat a lot of meat. It's no good for my... Arthritis. Right. Okay. You know what I'm having tonight? Probably something around schnitzel or something in gravy. Hey, Ma! <laughs> the meatloaf! We want it now! You're not really. Ma! The meatloaf! How good's nah, meatloaf? Mate, it's the best. Oh. oh, why don't you have a vegetarian meatloaf? <laughs> That'd be a veggie loaf, wouldn't it? <laughs> wouldn't it? It wouldn't be meatloaf, would it? No, it wouldn't. It'd be veggie loaf. Yeah. It's like eggplant lasagna. That's not a lasagna. I agree. I'm sure the Italians who risked their lives in the 1700s, leaving leaving Italy to go to New York, were thinking about making a lasagna with eggplant. I'm sure that was <laughs> they were saying on that boat, which took them half a year. They were going, can't wait to get to New York to find an eggplant farm. <laughs> Seriously, that's why the Scottish moved to New Zealand. Why better soil, veggies? Is that reason why? Yep. Not not as good whiskey though. Probably yeah, true. You love your whiskey, don't you? Mm. Mm. In moderation. My wife, we we had a we had a get together on Saturday night, uh, watching the boxing, and my wife made these things called old fashions. Yeah, what are they? They're like a it's like a whiskey and a um, she's using that Suntory, the Japanese whiskey. Oh. Um and uh, bitters, a bit of lime. Anyway. Apparently it was nice. I didn't have one. I just had mine with Diet Coke. Again, drink responsibly and don't do that mm. because we're talking about Hey, uh, the phones. Uh, Sats, you've got a, a caller here on the line. Who's that? Uh, it's Newcastle Sea Eagle, a.k.a. the Reality King. Glenn. You there, Glenn? Uh, you had your chance. Glenn. He's gone. Yep. He's not there. We throw to him. He's not there. What do you do? You deliberately put him on mute. We no, can I hear do. him, but he can't hear us. 
Glenn, you there? G'day, Justin and Seth <laughs> and Jack. How are we, boys? Yeah, good. What's what's on what's on your uh, what's on your mind, Glenn? Uh, Justin, what I was going to say was I would give you up to the Dolphins. Yeah. Because unlike me, you would ab, ab you would add absolutely no value to them. But I can't say that because I've missed you, mate, while you've been away. Exactly. And I really need to spinal these pillow, Justin. <laughs> All right. Thanks for your call. Have a good night. There you go. Ah, thank you. Thank you. Thank there's, you. There's Glenn from Newcastle. Thanks, Glenn. Thanks, Glenn. We're actually, we're actually asking our listeners to send in players that they'd sacrifice to the Dolphins, like the AFL have done with expansion. But it's got nothing to do with their, their playing talent uh, or their form. Hey, lads, players to export export to the Dolphins. Any player that can't make up their mind what their surname is. The Maroon Viking in Brisbane, starting with Dally Cherry Evans. So is it Dally Evans? Dally Cherry. What? So he's saying, Maroon Viking, he's saying any player that can't make up their mind what their surname is needs to be exported to the Dolphins. Right. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Oh, I was actually... <laughs> I was thinking about something else. Hey, listen, we've got a text here from uh, Rooster Mars. I don't normally agree with uh, Rooster supporters. Woogie Sats and Jack, can you play You'll Never Walk Alone in recognition of the magnificent victory by the mighty Arsenal Gunners this morning, our time? That'll teach you, Jack. This will hurt, Jack. For nominating last Thursday night, quite possibly the worst song in sports day history. Yeah. Rooster Mars, of course we're going to do that. Seeing that during the Pacemakers, I actually went to Suncorp Stadium when they played against the Raw years ago. My son is a mad Liverpool fan, and um, hearing the 50,000 people sing it, which yeah, is nothing compared to um, over there, it was amazing absolutely amazing. Rooster Muzz also said, Satch is spot on about the kangaroos' numbers. Of course, most people wouldn't care about their jersey. But how good would it be to possibly play in the number of your hero? Mm. Yeah, good call. 0457 736. The song's still going. <laughs> it's a bit like Glenn from Newcastle. never ends. 0457 736 736. Best text tonight wins the Spinal Ease pillow. Uh, and keep your texts coming through too, thanks to McDonald Jones. Birthday sale is on now. What else is coming up? Oh, and Peacock and Stephen O'Keefe. Uh, will be joining us, uh, Peacock and The Sock. They'll be coming up uh, real soon. And before now... You haven't got the balls to say what you say off here, do you? <laughs> yeah, be hey, why not? <laughs> because yeah, I'm, a prof- now, I'm a professional broadcaster. Mm. And between now and the end of the show, uh, 8 o'clock New South Wales time or 7 o'clock in Queensland, chance to win a double pass thanks to the Golden Eagle race day at Rose Hill, Saturday the 29th of October, thanks to Racing New South Wales. That will be a great day of racing. Sports update, what? Oh, Mark from Beverly Hills. We were talking about podcasts earlier on. Oh, it's, yeah. It's gone bunter. Hi, guys. I listen to a lot of Australian true, true crime podcasts. Best I've heard is Unravel True Crime, The Baron Joey Road by ABC Listening. Uh, thanks, Mark. Another really good one is called Your Own Backyard. It's the disappearance of Kristen Smart. Really good one, listeners. Okay. Your Own Backyard. Yeah, I've just run out of podcasts at the moment. I've got so. plenty for you. Yeah, I know. Well, you don't. If you like really gory ones, um, the one called Sword and Scale, 
Nah, not you've, really. you've listened to the Adnan Syed one, haven't you? The Serial podcast. Yeah, that's one of the first I listened he to. He's out released. now. Yeah, yeah how released. good was that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, in relation to Holden's win on the mountain yesterday, if you get the chance, Holden fans, Google and have a listen to a song called No More Holden's. <laughs> that's from 127. Uh, Danger. Danger has sent us a text. He reckons uh, he would give up sats and badge to go to the Dolphins. That might stop him from going on holiday. Is that you or Badge going on? Because you two are always on holidays. Well, I can't remember the last time I had a holiday, but anyway. Uh, Murph and Coldstream wants to know if I'm okay. I was suggesting that people, uh, that <laughs> that wingers should have a thing around their necks and their heads blow up if they go over the sideline. Yeah, well, I like that. He's just wondering if I'm okay. Mm. I'm getting a bit you, violent. You do? Yeah, there's a lot of violence. Now, in relation to my arthritis, G-Man from Brisbane Thank Good you, G-Man. Hey, Sats, CBD oil for your arthritis. A lot of sports people are on it. Heard her talk about podcasts. Listen to a really good podcast with Joey Johns and, and the Howie games the other day. He spoke about it, Joey, how it's given his life back. And I did make a call to Joey the next day, and he's given me the contact number to the doctor to, to suss it out. There you go. Uh, Andrew sent us a text. Dolphins can have Adam O'Brien as coach. He has too many excuses. Mm. I do, they've already got a coach. They have, yeah. They need players, desperately. They start training in two and a half weeks. So what, is Wayne going to put the boots Three back weeks. on and sit on the wing or something? What's going to happen? How many have they got? They've got seven players now, haven't they? They've got 30 forwards and two backs. <laughs> <laughs> they have to be mobile bloody forwards, aren't they? Uh, evening, boys. I would give away any yield. Oh, you've already done that one. Uh, can you take them out when you've read them, please, mate? Now, Daniel from Prairie Wood, listening on the SEN app. Hey, gents, whilst Wayne Bennett only being the Dolphins head coach for the first two years may be deterring off-contract players from signing there, also tend to think it's a fear of the unknown. While it's being well remunerated, the thought of being the only marquee player and no guarantee of success and playing finals has playing players thinking it's better than the devil you know. Yeah, good call. Yeah, it is. It's, it is. You've got to be able to sell the club really well. And um, you've got to make a couple of real... Big strikes early. Again, I'll go back to the Titans. We signed Preston Campbell, Luke Bailey, Anthony LaFranchi, um, and Scott Prince really early. And that that made recruiting so much easier because players said, you know what, I, I want to play alongside those guys. They're winners. Yeah. And um, it made it a lot easier. The Dolphins didn't take a recruitment emphasis into the bid. They basically said, we've got a lot of money. But if you go in with a well, recruiting you know emphasis, yeah. yeah, you've – you know, you can strike a blow really early. Okay. Join Robson Civil Projects. Jobs at robsoncivil.com.au. Very quickly, sports update. Mark Mavay has uh, departed the GWS Giants just weeks after missing out on the head coaching role. McVay stepped in as interim coach after Leon Cameron uh, left the club back in May amid a tough start to the 2022 season. Maybe he's looking for a more senior coaching well, Leon role. Cameron was there at the GWS, wasn't he? Yeah, well, he was mm. his assistant, yeah. yeah. Uh, 60 years of family culture. Join the Robson Civil Projects team for the opportunity of a lifetime. This is Sports Day for Australia's Most Wanted. The Kia EV6 and Kia Sportage Cars of the Year. Next, our top seven from the weekend in sport. Sports Day with Sats and Jace. The Kia EV6 and Sportage Cars of the Year. Welcome back to Sports Day with Sats and Jace. Thanks to Kia, the Kia Sportage Drive Car of the Year. 
Yeah, welcome back. Uh, we're going to get into the top seven moments in sport over the weekend. We if continue. we can find seven. Mate, there were plenty. You want to kick it off now? Well, you mentioned this at the top of the show. Yeah, Bathurst. Yeah. And the first corner. Yeah. It was carnage. Do they all safely negotiate? I think they did. And Murphy still trying to gather it up. It was wheel spinning, but he gathered it up nicely. What a great start by Lee Holdsworth. And that's the difference between... Oh, Trouble. a massive spin. A massive spin on Mountain Straight. The track's blocked. Yeah. Incredible. One puddle of water, which they deliberately didn't get rid of because that's what they wanted. Well, they wanted the carnage. Did I hear right that it was a burst water main as well? So you had all the water running down the mountain. Couldn't have been. And I heard something about a burst water main. I don't, I don't know. I was hung out. Listening remember. to one of the team owners, he had five cars in the race and three of them were out in the first 20 minutes. And all he was thinking about was dollar signs, how much it was going to cost him to fix <laughs> yes. Fix all the vehicles. I'm going to give you number six because you love your boxing. I Tell do. us about this. Dennis Hogan. He's an Aussie Irishman, fourth attempt at a world title. And on Saturday night, it was a massive Saturday, 19 fights or something on Saturday. Uh, he won the IBO World Middleweight uh, Championship against the, the Englishman, Sam Eddington. For your winner by majority points decision, and no! IBO Super Welterweight Champion of the World, Dennis the Hurricane Hogan! It's one of the worst fights I've ever seen. Oh, was it? But he's, he's been a real journeyman. Yeah. Dennis Hogan. He, he got robbed in Mexico years ago against a guy called Jamie Munguia. He should have won a world title. and Well, now finally he's got one. Uh, yeah, the world welterweight title. Yeah, nice. Well nice. Uh, number five. Oh, now, Jack's put together the list tonight. There's two soccer events mm. that are in the top seven. This one I like. Number two. We'll get stuck into him about that. And number five, the Matildas got back to winning ways as they defeated South Africa 4-1 in a friendly over the weekend. So well done uh, to them. They did very, very well in. And what's Max of Verstappen? Oh, here we go. Sorry, I've oh, got, we it got here. Where's some audio? I've got some Ford. audio. Yes. Turning into the box, Caitlin Ford able to dance around Mbappe. Ford with the finish, and it's four. Really well taken goal, and Caitlin Ford a class above. I wouldn't think South Africa would be a like well, a monster in world soccer. No, world football. No, there wouldn't be. Mm. No, there wouldn't be. Hey, the Japanese Grand Prix going to mention? Geez, that was wet. As well, following on from Singapore the week before, mm-hmm. they were just sitting on the side of the grid for ages. I think they got a couple of laps away. Then were under red flag for a while. I gave up on it, and apparently they they race sets. Max Verstappen. 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 He got his second F one championship after the win in Japan. Actually, they weren't going to award it to him for for quite a while, um, and then it came through that second place position meant that he acquired enough points to to win the championship. Charlie got a five second penalty there. After the little sort of race we had with uh, oh, with Sergio, right, Gavna. world champion. All right. Well, <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> Incredible, of course. Um, yeah, very special also to do it here in front of all the Honda people, all the Japanese fans. I love. Are they mate. sitting in a tunnel? Yes, toilet. <laughs> toilet. They're sitting in a toilet. Uh, no, well done, Max. I love Max. Can What's drive. Anything better than yeah. Sir Lewis Hamilton? Uh. He's going to drive again next year. Mm. Oh, the races, I still can't back a winner. Uh, Animo wins their sixth group one at the Caulfield Cup, beating 
uh, out the likes of Zaki and Alligator Bloods on the weekend. Here it is. Zaki Alligator Blood, what a race at the 150. I'm Thunderstruck wearing them down and Animo is starting to come now at the 100. Here comes Animo over the top with I'm Thunderstruck who's lifting Animo. Six group ones, a big one. I was on Zaki, finished third. Mm. They say the race was too slow for Zaki. Now, I'm not a technically minded person. I go, well, well, then why doesn't Zaki run bloody faster? (laughs) Like, don't you think that makes sense? Mm, Yeah. Like, don't complicate it. Run faster, Zaki. The idea is to be first across the line. Exactly. Not in a group of three. Yeah. Number two. Mm. Jack, get in here. (sighs) Jack. We don't, you know, we don't do a lot of football stories here, other than the Brisbane. See, I deliberately didn't yep. add a lot into this. I added three into the top seven, and I thought I'll give the kid a go. <laughs> and this is the crap that he's come up with. Matilda's yep. winning a yep. friendly four-one against South Africa. Yep, yep. And this one, number two, over to you. Yeah, you've per- you've chosen poorly. Uh, so yes, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo this morning scored his seven hundredth club goal, the first player to ever reach that. He's milestone. a good-looking. Ronaldo, not the one with the big teeth. Uh, no, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Portuguese, Christian Ronaldo. Correct me if I'm right. Yep. He's um, the only, both he and Lionel Messi yes. are yet to have a World Cup on their resume. Yes. Hmm. Yeah, Portugal and uh, Argentina. Argentina, yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you want to listen to it? Same wave length as his own Real Madrid teammate, Ronaldo. And that well, is goal number 700 of his club career. For Manchester United's number seven. How many, how many have scored 700? Is there many? He's the only player. He's the first he player to that. ever make this achievement. Really? Yes. Well, that should be number one. Oh, see? Justified. Vindication. Just because Scott Sattler says it doesn't mean Yeah, he's the, the only host player of the show. in history <laughs> of football to score 700 goals. 700 club goals. Oh. So that is, uh, for all the clubs that he's played for, he has amassed 700 goals. So I think it's Including about 180 juniors? for Manchester United. So ahead of everyone, Pele. Yeah, because he's played at Juventus. He Beckham, played the original at, Ronaldo. Yep. First player to ever score 700 club goals. Wait, Maradona. He is. He scored more than Maradona? That was my next question. Depending on what you, right. you number one, score. Number one, Shane Van <laughs> Gisbergen. No, no, hang on a second. What? what? Ronaldo, actually, Mark Bosnich, the great Mark Bosnich, he says Ronaldo's number one, Messi number two. Right. Greatest football players of all time, soccer players. But whoever win, if Portugal or Argentina win the World Cup, apparently Argentina are one of the favourites. Right. Okay. They'll take if Argentina win. He really thinks Messi will take really? number one. What do you think? I think oh. uh, that Cristiano Ronaldo is a talented footballer who's worked very hard and is amazing. But I think Messi is godlike. I think mm. what he does with the ball and how he moves is literally art. Maradona like. Yeah. It's yeah. just, just otherworldly. Does he have an English-speaking movie about him like Beckham does? No. No. Will they say bend it like Messi? It just doesn't bend it like like Beckham. Yeah, but that's not about Beckham. You mean you said an English speaking movie about Beckham? No. He's named Arnie, isn't he, too, Messi? He's like like Maradona. He's very very untidy. The worst part about Ronaldo is he's one of the greatest soccer players ever. Yeah. He's rich and he's really good looking. Yeah, it's awful. It's horrible. And he plays for United. Oh, Did Liverpool win over the weekend? No, we lost to Arsenal 3-2 this morning. Very controversial. That's the Gunners. Whose life would you prefer? I'll go back to it. Maradona's or Ronaldo's? Ronaldo. Maradona. There's no phones. (laughs) (laughs) There are no phones.
Anyway, Shane Van Gisbergen and Garth Tander won. That's number one. The margin is exactly one second through that muddy section of the racetrack for the very final time. And what a day. He's overcome a penalty. Competitor crashes, weather, rain and mud. It's farewell hold and hello, Shane Van Gisbergen, the winner of the Redco Bathurst. Yeah, as we said before, Garth Pretty special, Tander. hey. Like Holden's last, with your Holden and Ford men, Holden's last time at Bathurst. Yep. Had to overcome a, th- a three-position penalty as well. Hey, how? What is going to be replacing the Commodore next year? Is it? Is it? Is it going the Kia to be EV6? That's what I was thinking. We should have a silent Bathurst. Yep. Just the hum of, of the Kia going around track. Yeah, I love it. Mm. I love it. Think how good that will be for the environment. I heard Mike, Mark Scaife say yesterday when they're going down Conrod Strait, they do eighty meters in one second. Yeah. And well done to the commentary team yesterday at Bath. Jeez, it's the can best. I just say it's the best. Can I just say I want to say every other sport, the access that the broadcasters get to the drivers at their at their worst moments, and they are so giving with their time. I've got to say hats off to the the yeah. supercars and all their staff, yeah. their engineers, everyone. They just give all their time. They're about to get in a car. We can't even talk to a player on their day off. We can't even talk to a player on their day on. <laughs> What are you talking about? Thanks to Fox Sports, Paramount, Optusport, and SEN for all that audio. Right. Uh, before we go to the break, 0457 736 736. That's our text number. Jack, you had your chance. You blew it. And this. No for you. Come back. You missed, One year. You missed the moment. I know. I was looking for it. Sausage fingers. That's Steve from Dubbo. Quick, one more. T- is there a text there you like? Um, there's lots here that I like. Oh, what about G-Man from Brizzy? Guys, it's not true crime, but the podcast I listen to is against the odds on Spotify. Amazing stories. Yeah, it's, uh, I think it's a Wondery. Wondery don't get it wrong too often. Yep. Um, and also, will Yo ever get the chance to present someone down the track with the number 24 jersey like past legends? I doubt not. Mm. Good text. Yeah, we're talking about that too, the, oh. about the jerseys. Quick, yes. Well, yeah, the Dolphin Sacrifice. They, yeah, oh, yes. What play would you give up? Well, Wounded Eagle says Manly have seven they can have. The Dolphins jersey has no pretty colours on it. Too soon. Too soon? Too soon. Okay. We're going to go to a break on Sports Day. Hey, when we come back, it's Adam Peacock and Steve, <laughs> Stephen O'Keefe. What? Fontoy <laughs> Jack. It was a burst water main. Local council told them, couple of days on the fruit. <laughs> Well, Vince oh, Sereni will be there. Is that our text of the day? Shall no. we award the Spinalese pillow? Too early. We're going to do Jack. that. We're going to get a break. Uh, we've got oh, uh, the peacock and the sock joining us next. Sports Day with Sats and Jace. The Kia Sportage Drive Car of the Year. Welcome back to Sports Day with Sats and Jace. Thanks to Kia, the Kia Sportage Drive Car of the Year. Uh, Joel and Fletch are on holidays. I normally catch up with them on a, a Monday night, but they're not around, so I'm going to catch up with a couple of classy blokes, Adam Peacock and Stephen O'Keefe. Hey, ladies. How are you? <laughs> you can't say that nowadays. Very man. brave of you all the way up there, Sattler. Hey, can I ask you off the top, Adam Peacock, our learned colleague in relation to a lot of sports, but we love seeing in the tennis when the majors are on. The big Djokovic, should he come to the Australian Open? Are we all over that? Should should he just be yeah. allowed to come in and play? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The, the only reason the only reason he got binned last year, or there are two reasons. 
he trumpeted the fact that he, he got through the loopholes on social media before he got here, so that alerted yeah. to. And I'm convinced if there wasn't an election to win three months after that mm. and the government wasn't in the, the mode of, you mm. know, let's protect our borders, that wouldn't have happened. Didn't he lie on a piece of paper as well, though? Yeah. yeah I, I fudged mean, it. Let's and, forget that bit of lying yeah. on an official document. But that outside too. of that is... I'm okay really. with fraud. It's all right. Yeah. <laughs> so he's allowed to come in now because he's unvaccinated. Yeah. Fraud's okay. Um, unvaccinated. But uh, he's copped the because he got deported. He copped the three, three game ban, if mm. you like, the three year ban for um, yeah. being deported. That's the you know instantaneous punishment. But I think they're going to uh, overturn it. Be okay with it. So, how, yep. how do you think the fans will be with him in Melbourne? Ah, uh, yeah, the tennis crew is not exactly like a vitriolic football yeah, it won't crowd be the Roosters like. versus Latrell Mitchell sort of <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they won't be throwing hot chips like they were throwing at Paul Izzo in the Melbourne Victory game the other night or anything like that <laughs> spitting out their pims and lemonade it'll be a bigger <laughs> it'll be a bigger media storm and you know uh, he, the most trouble he'll have is answering questions in a press room mm. and mm. if that's your life if you're going to cop three million dollars for winning a tennis tournament I think you can live with that so. yeah true What's happening up in the beautiful southeast of Queensland where it's probably not La Nina time up there? It's, it's sunny up there. It's no, threatening. It's, ordinary. it's threatening. Ooh, it's threatening. Well, I can tell you that we have got a storm coming because my, my, all my joints are swollen. My gout's playing up. So <laughs> my elbows are all swollen. Yes, my feet are swollen. Sounds <laughs> like my daddy drinks seven long necks yeah, blades had, on the tomatoes. Had nothing to do with yeah. the 14 <laughs> glasses of Kraken and Dry I had on Saturday night. I, I heard what you got. Dry? Kraken. Kraken. Uh, is that a rum? Yeah. Spice rum? Yeah, spice yeah. rum. It's like it got an octopus on it or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good drink. I heard you had a big night, Sats. You, yeah. don't, you don't often have a big night. No, I don't. It's to celebrate the season being finished. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. We were watching the boxing or something. Yeah, a big mates? boxing event on Saturday yeah. night, so I loved watching that. Oh, oh, you didn't turn up to the St. George presentation night, did you? Well, there was a few. Three <laughs> plays. <laughs> <and it's laughs> yeah. well, what do you make of that? I mean, that's, that's concerning. I mean... Of course, they wanted to wait for the NRLW to finish. They thought they would go all the way through to the to grand final day. They didn't do that. I don't know about you guys, but, I mean, you know when the date of the presentation is released to the players, you know, quite early, so well ahead of before they can make any sort of plan. So I've got to say it's it's concerning. I think it's concerning that players aren't willing to to hang around for the presentation, which says to me, I think sometimes that maybe they don't they don't feel as though the NRLW is that important in the Flip scheme side, of the club. Is it worth every club as well? Not just saying that um, clubs that are destined to not make the finals because they got to plan these things six months ahead. Mm. Why don't they just have it on the first Monday after the regular season finishes or the Sunday night after the regular season finishes? And the players then, if they're in finals, they're given an excuse, oh, you can rock up for an hour or two. You don't have to stay the whole time. But if you're not uh, in finals contention, do your best. Mm. Wouldn't be a bad so, idea. But again, the NRLW is still going through the finals and yeah. that's got to be taken into account as well. So one They definitely all in- made a statement, haven't they? I mean, like... The United, the United in not going, but you, you know from play, all the years that you've had, it's a big night. You thank the sponsors, you thank your teammates, regardless of where you finish, you turn up. It's part of your contract obligation. Yep. So there is something brewing there. But what what am I missing besides what I'm seeing? Is it the coach? Is that they annoyed with the, the, the hierarchy? Well, Sock, we've got some, you know, a couple of the young players, Jaden Sullivan and Tyrell Sloan, who have asked for immediate releases over the yeah. year, and Sullivan's probably the latest one. And we know young players do get very impatient. Um, I know they've got a very good coach in, 
in Anthony Griffin, who knows how to prepare young men for, for the NRL. He won't rush them for the sake of rushing them. Um, but, yeah, it's it, uh, it becomes contagious. I know that. If there's some, as we know, we've, we've, it doesn't matter what sport it is. If you've got some players that aren't happy, it becomes contagious very quickly. You made a good point earlier, though, Sats. You want to know the blokes who, who did turn up. I want to know the guys who did turn up. should be celebrating that. We know Ben Hunt did because, of mm. course, he's the player of the year. Who's the other players? Yeah. Well done. Zach Lomax. There you go. Another. I want Michael him in the Molo. trenches next to me. Michael, Michael Mola. Yeah. yeah. Double M. Yep. Rock solid. Mm. Hey, um, so it's off topic and, and Jace as well. Jace, how old are your kids? Fifteen. The most 15, evil okay. twins you've ever met. No, one's evil. No, one's the other evil. one's all right. <laughs> one's Rangers quiet. too, boys. Yeah, Rangers. one's evil. Oh, look out. <laughs> Trouble. <laughs> Personified. Ronald McDonald Red as well. Not a good red. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like Chucky Dole. Yeah. yeah. Stephen King is. <laughs> all right, boys. These dead, are my, they say. All right. All right. All right. These are my daughters we're talking about, boys. <laughs> Sats, how old are your kids? 24. My son and okay. my daughter's just turned 21. You can help me out with this. So okay. when went on holidays uh, to Queensland and the son who's 16, 17, yep. he's HSC period, mm. he's he's come home a week early to study, which is fair enough. And I knew he was going to have a few mates around and things like that. Mm. So I got home yeah, this is going. and in the fridge mm. there's – Callies. No, no. A, cup, <laughs> a couple of – Call the Kraken. A couple of cans of cider. Should oh. I be proud or disappointed? Disappointed. I don't drink cider. Mm. Disappointed. Pri- stuff. Private school boy? Nope. Yeah. Okay, that's that's concerning yeah. if it's cider and some private private school boy. Um, <laughs> was there some lemon cut up? Yeah. Uh, was it, was no. it a low carb variant of the cider? Is it well? sugar free? Sugar free. Was it like no, a soft shell crab dip <laughs> <laughs> left over? I tell you what, there was in the uh, the veggies um, drawer down the bottom things growing. Like, I didn't uh, know tomato could grow hair, but it did. So. If it, now, had he finished his exams, or he's still going through the exams? He hasn't started. Yeah, he I'll starts be, this I'm, Wednesday. I'm concerned. The kid's on yeah. the wagon. Yeah. I don't, yeah. Are you, are you concerned that he's what he's drinking or the fact that he is drinking? Both. <laughs> when he's preparing for, about what he's preparing drinking. for finals and drinking cider. Drinking, yeah. Well, what do you yeah. drink around him, Adam? What do you, obviously, he's learnt this from someone. Yeah. I drink tequila. Straight. Jesus. <laughs> Maybe Jesus. the side is we're recovering from the Saturday night where he drank half a bottle of tequila. You'd be an alcoholic ginger beer man <laughs> oh, every day. <laughs> Shirley Temples. <laughs> Bookvale Union from Four Pines. Make that a shandy. <laughs> Uh, I haven't checked the tequila bottles actually, which are half drunk. They might be full of water right now. <laughs> and mate, been I, an absolute storm. And we know Sox, Sock's father-in-law has been voted in the top five greatest oh, greatest yes. yeah. drinkers in Clovelly history, Clovelly Club <laughs> history. Yeah. So there's only one thing he's drinking. That's Chardonnay. Schooners. That's oh, it. Chardonnay. Yeah. Hey, can I <laughs> can I talk yeah, about cricket? Can I talk about yeah. what, the Aussie team last night? What do you make of it? And why? Why would you have all these players playing that aren't even in the T20? World Cup squad. Yeah. Over to you, yeah, I, I get it. I get the frustration. And, you know, you've got Cameron Green opening the batting and he's not even going to feature. Aaron Finch has come out and said he's going to open next game. And I just think sometimes when you're in that group, there's 15 blokes going into the World Cup. It's their privilege in that change room. They can go about it whatever way they want. As long as they're on the right page with Andrew McDonald, it may seem a little bit left of centre for us, but Finch has already used the word adaptable. He wants them to go out there and be adaptable, which may mean we may see... Batting lineups move and shake around. A couple of those guys, Stoinis, 
injury clouds. Mitchell Marsh still injured. So I think Finch is thinking, well, if we're going to win this, we're going to win it with a squad of 15, which may look different to what we've had in the past. And I think that's the method about their madness. Now, it hasn't worked against England. They got beaten, but it was an admirable loss. They still made 200. Um, you know, you're seeing the likes of Tim David show enough signs for him to start playing. So I think you might not see a, just a settled 11, which we're used to. I think you might see that 11 change throughout the course of the World Cup. And if there is an injury to, say, Stoinis, or there is an injury to Mitchell Marsh, you'll see Cameron Green come in uh, straight away. And I don't mind the likes of a guy like Ellis, who seems to be starring every time he bowls, get an opportunity to play. Look, they'll be, they'll, they'll be judged by their performances come World Cup time. Um, but as I said, the luxury and privilege you have in that change room is to do things as you see it. May look a little bit left of centre for us pundits out here, but as long as they're all on the same page, and then that's all that matters. That's a very serious answer. But do we do we do we do we have problems? Do we have problems at the top of the order? I mean, is Finch the right man given his form, and and and, and who do you put it for? Yeah, I, I, I'm still going to back Finch. These guys, as I said earlier, scaled Everest winning in the UAE, and they did it under Finch. Now he deserves the right to go and lead this team and Because he's a bloody win. good captain. Mm. He's a great well. captain. Mm. Tactician. As I said, winning in the UAE, no one gave us a chance. We're, we're ranked sixth in the world. So, you know, he has to be doing something right. Who's it for? Well, you can throw a cloth over him. I mean, as I said, it may change. After 15 overs, you may get Maxwell come straight to the top of the innings. If it's David and he's in the team, you may bring him up. I mean, it all looks poor when you're four for 20 and you're mm. like, well, mm. you know. So I think they're going to have a group of players that they'll rely on. They're not going to set with one specific combination. Uh, I think you'll see Maxwell, Smith potentially, David, Stoinis Marsh all sort of fight those sort of, you know, three or four batting spots. Who's on third? Those guys no, shut yeah. up. No, did, I, did I name enough guys there? Have yeah, we yeah, got yeah, enough yeah, players? What did you make of Matty Way's left? Left hand palm. Oh yeah, Butler. wasn't it? Yeah, went it got referred got referred to by the bunker, mm. and it's a penalty try. Yep. Yeah, so we've actually got some footage of it here if you'd like to listen to <laughs> and it. Some audio for radio. Is the only player in front of the ball. Kyle Feld is behind him. In our opinion, Herbie Farnworth would have been. We're meant to have done names, and we're sorry. That was our attempt at humour. It was an absolute. Shit show. I'm the, I'm the, over to you guys. Tell no, us that was story. very good. That was very good. <laughs> hey, we had Matty Rogers on last week for a couple of days, guys, uh, yeah, while no. Badger's away. He was outstanding, and um, some of the listeners uh, let us know also. i tell you what. He's got a book that's just been released, mm. um, and uh, he told some great stories about not only being in a rugby union, playing nearly 50 tests and not knowing what the rules were, but um, <laughs> great stories about the Queen, meeting the Queen and – He's the last guy to be able to steal a spoon from Buckingham Palace. Well, he wouldn't yeah, answer yeah. that for it. He didn't say he hasn't got it. Yeah, Does he still got, got it? it? He's got it. He's got it. He also fed Adam the corgis son's got it as now. well. Silver spoon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he but he was great. He was outstanding. So I uh, can't wait to read his book, actually. He's uh, Father's son. Father's son. Yeah, father's son. Yeah, I read a – I read a, he, he did an interview in one of the weekend magazines about it, and he, he said that he – he was tiptoeing his way to being as honest as he could be, and the publisher kept on coming back to him saying, no, 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 you've got to be more. You, you've got to be more open, more open. And in the end, the floodgates opened, and he put it all out there, yeah. and he, he, he said it kind of made him almost like a cathartic experience. It was kind of, yeah, letting it all out there was a good thing because it was all welling up inside him, and it wasn't doing him any good you know, just inside. He had to let it out. He was a great outside back in rugby league, and um, he always wanted to play 5 eighth. And I remember when we were at the Titans the first year, we were going for the first game against the Dragons. 
big day, Suncorp Stadium, 40-odd thousand people. I remember that week in selection, I remember saying to Cardi, your father-in-law's soccer, said, mm. saying, I think we should play Matty at six because he's just a rugby league play. No, no, he's been out of the game a long time. Let's just let's just start him at centre. And um, and anyway, uh, we played South about five, six weeks later and beat them. And Johnny Lang, his old coach at Cronulla, Used to always put him on the wing. He walked up and he goes, you know what? I should have played you at 5'8". <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, that's a big miss, coach. That's a big miss. He also, <laughs> had, he also had the biggest jersey in the NRL, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, massive. Like yeah. Popped, popped collar, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Mm. Like 1970s sort of blue light discos with Johnny Travolta. <laughs> now, speaking of jerseys and numbers, what's going on with this Aussie jersey drama crap? That is just – now. Sh- Shocking, isn't it? Have we got time for a little bit of audio, Jace? Mal Meninga this morning on SDNQ. Yeah, it goes about a minute. Do you want to hear it, boys? This is what he yeah, had to well, say. We've yeah, we've got heaps of time. We've got an hour. All yeah, right. <laughs> this is what he had to say. <laughs> he signed off with it about two years ago, Ben. So, you know, I've, I've got no real comeback, really. So it's a little bit disappointing in my, my view. Yeah, okay. So you weren't consulted on this? No. No, we had we had no idea when it was, when it was you know, signed off on. So... You know, to me, um, you know, getting we've got 13 debutants on tour, so you know, the jersey that they get uh, to play in for the very first test is a uh, is their tour number. Um, Isaiah Yo, he's, he's 24, you know, because mainly because of um, you know where he sits on the alphabet, alphabetical order, really. You know, so you know he'll he's nearly the premier 13 in, in our competition so he'll he'll's two he's two number will be 24 and that's the jersey he wears so I just think it's a it just takes away from the excitement of your, you know your debutants in particular having their very first test match jersey the very first time they put the green and gold jersey on and it's a number that you know doesn't resonate with anyone because mm. it's it's not the position that he plays in there you, you go. find that do you find that concerning that the head coach and immortal wasn't consulted? Well, seeing that it's not as if he's got a day-to-day job coaching a team and he's mm. like he, he's too busy to take the call or or whatever. It's um, and Mal's, from what I can understand, Sats, he's he's all about organisation. He's a very good delegator. He did that in Origin camps, and you know, certain coaches had certain areas to to look after, and he, he placed a lot of trust, for instance, in Michael Hagen, who's with him for the Kangaroos. Um, to be the master delegator and to have that happen, yeah, it's, uh, I wouldn't have liked to be the one to tell Mel that it's it's on the cards. Well, two years ago, and Jason made a good point off air, actually. He said maybe they didn't think Mel was going to be the coach in two years. They really didn't need to consult him. Mm. Yeah, was he in the picture? Not quite sure. But yeah, did sounds, Mel make jersey scandals this year? Jake Trebojevic is winning five. <laughs> yeah. He's wearing five. Yeah. Jake Trebojevic. Ring Campbell, Campbell Gillard is a six. Yeah. Ball playing front <laughs> row. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> He's yeah. going to love it. There yeah. are some winners out of it. You well, got to admit. Once upon a time in the Kangaroo Tours, you did have a tour number. So like a, you mm. know, Graham Langlands would play in jersey number three when he was actually the starting fullback. So it actually is part of tradition. But you can put it on the front of the jersey like they do with cricket. Yeah, you know, you're just right. Just have your number there and you wear it on every jersey what number you are. Good idea. Mm. Oh, we've we got Jack, our producer. He <laughs> Sorry, just asked. loves soccer, <laughs> loves <laughs> football. And we've just got too much. It's the world game, Scott. We've got too much in the the show. I've got an idea for nil or draws. Do you want to hear it, boys? Yeah, go. I reckon we need to have like a – let's go back to our – let's go back to our (laughs) Julius Caesar days. So as soon as the hooter goes at the 90-minute mark. You unleash a lion. And (laughs) and they just eat a player until someone (laughs) – from each side until someone scores. I'm telling you – 
you will have someone score a goal before the 90th minute if there's a <laughs> line in a cage on the sideline. I'm telling you, I'll kick an own goal. Kids would love it. <laughs> what do you say? What do you say? It'd liven things up, yeah. wouldn't it? Was I said Squid Game worked. You know, yeah. What about a game of? You go, mentioned that the attacking that would happen in the last ten minutes, with the knowledge that this line that hasn't been fed, yeah, yeah, I'm about to make his entrance. I'd punch my old go- my own goalkeeper in the face. I'd buy a season and kick, the go- <laughs> kick an own goal. That's what I would do. I'd buy a season ticket. If I knew that was potentially going to happen, absolutely. Kids would love it. It's win-win, right? Yeah. If it's nil or someone gets eaten, mm. kids love that, or they'll start seeing some goals. Eight and a half thousand at Suncorp yeah. all of a sudden becomes forty. Oh, yeah, yeah. it's great. Uh, Imagine, uh, Jace, you can go out and corral the line after he's done as well. No um, Welcome back to Sports Day with Sats and Jace. Thanks to Kia, the Kia Sportage Drive Car of the Year. It's time for the last blast on Sports Day with Badge and Sats. What's this? We've only got three minutes left in the show. Uh, we've got to announce the winner of the Spinalese pillow tonight. It aligns your head and neck for a great night's sleep. 100% Australian made. You'll love it. Visit spinalese.com.au. This is for our best text. Who have you got? <laughs> Damo says, I give Corey Horsburgh to the Raiders, to the Dolphins. When he grows his hair back, he looks like their jersey. <laughs> No, but the winner is uh, – we've had a lot of good texts about the Dolphins' sacrifice. <laughs> what, what was that? Jason from Maruchidor. Because of his orange hair, they've got, like, red-orange jersey. Right. Evening, boys. Yeah. I would give away any eel that is photographed wearing a designer bum bag around their shoulder. Okay. That's a good one. Well 100%. done. Well done, Jace. Uh, and the winner of the double pass, thanks to the Golden Eagle race day at Rose Hill on Saturday – uh, the 29th of October, thanks to Racing New South Wales. It's going to Nick from Newcastle. He texted us about Matt Rogers. How good was Matt Rogers? Strongly opinionated, knowledgeable and articulate. None of this woke rubbish. Well done, Nick. You're off to the Golden Eagles Sunday, the 29th of October. Time. Well done. Well done. Thank you to everyone who sent us texts tonight. We haven't even got through half of them, mm. uh, but we're back tomorrow night. If it's interesting enough, send us one. Last blast, watch the T20 Cricket World Cup on KO Sports. Can we just... Uh, the Camaro is replacing the Commodore, Jamie from Wagga Wagga. Okay. Is that what's happening? There you go. Is that... Did you guys say that's the... What's that brand over there? Mm, what were you saying, Jack? Chevy. Chevy. The Chevy. The Chevy Camaro. Yeah. Oh, we'll see what that looks like anyway. Uh, Cowboys beat the Rams today in the NFL. Yeah. 22-10. Yeah, yeah, but what about your team? Got beaten by the Giants in England. Oh, was it not yeah. New England? It was in England. It was in, in right, England, okay. yeah. But, mate, they've, um, the Giants are now 4-1 and one on the season, the New York Giants. That, that, they only won four games all of last year. year. last year, I know. So I was just telling that story. So mm. anyway, listen, we're going to get to the last laugh. Sats is claimed. It's actually not a last laugh. It's okay. a story. Don't risk missing all your team's matches at the T20 World Cup on KO Sports. On Sports Day, it's time for the last laugh with Scott Sattler. I can't believe I just wandered in. I, he's coming right in. He's going to do a set after me. It's actually over the weekend. The stage is yours, Sats. Well, we've got a best friend called No Point, and we've also got another friend called Spilt Milk. And Spilt Milk, he, he was hurt terribly in, in an accident over the weekend. I, I walked into the hospital and saw No Point crying. I just sat there remembering to myself and thinking to myself, there's there's no point crying over spilt milk. <laughs> <laughs> that was coming a mile off. That was a mile off. That's horrible. Have a good night, everyone. We'll, we'll be back tomorrow night. Goodbye!
Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.